Mom, <laughs> coming at you. We have monthly bonus episode. This is part two of the gratitude episode. We actually talked about it ahead of time, how much we liked the first one. We almost made this part two public as well. But one, we didn't want to make uh, people listen to three survey episodes in a month publicly if that was maybe uh, too much of a good thing. I'm in my head about everything, of course. And two, we were trying to lure you with various marketing schemes into supporting this show. So thank you guys very much for your Patreon support. It's a part two about gratitude, and I'm happy that we're doing it to the people that we're the most grateful uh, to, because not only do you guys offer wonderful financial support, but as you hear, you inspire a lot of ideas for the show, um, help guide us, uh, give give a lot of awesome topic suggestions and stuff like that. So we, we truly do, uh, all kidding aside, we truly do very much appreciate all of your support and, uh, and uh, uh, love that you're spreading the word and everything else. I'm wearing a sweet honey bear. Uh, shirt today if you're watching on YouTube. And I'm wearing pure honey, just beauty. all honey. Yeah, Ramin is in a... Oh, I, I should say this because sometimes people are listening and then they're like, I want to watch. Ramin has, I guess what would be called like a adorable <laughs> um, cat, uh, like knit stocking cap with uh, paws coming dangling uh, down and uh, fun little ears. And it even has... Drum Ready? roll, please. Ding. <laughs> you press a squeezy thing and the tail flips up in, in the back. You know, it's funny. The person that thought of the idea for that hat didn't imagine you wearing it in their mind <laughs> when, they, when they were making it. When they were hashing out who the target demographic was going to be for that hat, I, I didn't think like a uh, uh, podcaster going for a hipstery vibe on a bonus <laughs> episode was in there, was in their considerations. They should know it. that by now. They should be analyzing hipsters for everything. Just it's you know, true. This is for. Um, 45 year old Latina women uh, over the age of already said the over the age of and hipsters because hipsters will just anything yeah, that's specific that's the like my koozie yeah. here is the Flynn and Doug uh, 2018 wedding koozie so it's just a, a koozie from a wedding from 2018 but it's so specific it's such a detail the show has details have like specific yeah. coasters and magnets from only things in your life yeah i i like that that's a good take on hipsters if you were to if the survey was um that uh one through nine scale how much of a hipster are we I'm sure there are online surveys that do this. Where would you fall in the hipster category, would you say? I live in Silver Lake, and I'm a professional artist slash podcaster, so that already puts me above a seven. Now it's like, how do I save those two points? Like, I don't care about the Smiths, I guess, and I don't own a vinyl record player, so I guess 
that's uh, yeah, the, yeah. no handlebar <laughs> mustache. Don't make my own um, cold brew. Not vegan, not vegetarian. I don't know if those are hipster things. Oh my gosh, you've just revealed in your explanation. Okay, seven. You you have you have really just revealed to me why I'm not a hipster or or that much of a hipster. Maybe I'm a six. I mean, I have to be something. I have to be. I mean, look at this beard and everything else going on. I, 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 I better give me a seven. I've been spending a lot of time in the Midwest lately by Midwestern by Midwest standards. I'm like an eight. By oh, see, yeah. you're in LA though. That's the thing. You're not terribly like maybe if you wore that hat outside regularly, that would be like, oh, there's a hipster. But that's true. I don't think uh, that would put me at an I, eight. I think you're. I, I drink cold like brew every day. LA six. Ooh, cold brew every good. day. That's uh, that's uh, at least would put me at a seven, even if it wasn't for the geography. But yeah, yeah. That's pretty I don't know, good. I'm pretty so high you drink up there. Cold, you drink cold brew and energy drinks. Yeah, a lot of caffeine. This is why you're up until five in the morning. Sometimes. Constantly. I've been pretty good about going to bed at like two. Oh, but, really? But that's honestly, what, I like I'm the at, five. So. When, when I fall back into that phase of staying up till five, it's my favorite um, yeah. and I can't force it. If I force it, it's not the same. But when my natural circadian lunar calendar, astrological, mm-hmm. whatever clock hits me back late at the nights, that's when I come up with the best ideas or at least the ideas I re- feel like I remember as the best. Mm. I wasn't the right sentence, but you know what I mean? Correct. Yeah. Sentence. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely get that. Um, that's always whenever I have, whenever I have like a week or two where I'm really firing, I'm like, man, these are, these are fantastic thoughts that I'm having. Um, just all the last week or two, I guess I'm just like this now. I guess I'm just, <laughs> I, I finally got myself stuck in genius mode and I'll just stay here forever. And then the same thing when like uh, sometimes I'll have like two, four weeks go by and I don't have a thought. I'm even all that happy. Like I, I, <laughs> I love this show that I uh, I need to do research and get to riff and everything. But I mean, just like by myself, you know, in the car, I'm like, huh, I guess the, all the ideas are gone. Yeah, I guess I'll never <laughs> have another idea ever again just like the two most extreme yeah state dependent assessments of my faculties what about when you reflect on when you're in that low state when you look back on old ideas do you think oh none of those are even good either i've just never even had a good idea i've just you know whatever that's true there's a little bit of that i mean a lot of times i'm more mad at myself or more more disappointed in myself, I should say, not mad. Disappointed in myself that I didn't, uh, not that the idea wasn't as good as I thought it was, but just that I wasn't conscientious enough to flush it out at the time because mm-hmm. I, like, I'll look back and it's a sentence of a thing that I'm like, I sort of remember what that meant. 
all time infinite with energy. Uh, yeah, that sounds good, but how can we use it in any way at all? You don't understand. The time and the energy can be used to make more time. <laughs> There's a lot of those sort of things in my notes for sure. Yeah, I... I also wonder if there's just uh, like you just get on a roll, just like if you're um, uh, like with a new hobby or a new sport that you're learning or whatever else. You just get on a roll and. uh, Oh, why am I? Oh, this is why I'm yawning so much. Uh, One, I'm tired. I got a booster shot and a flu shot um, today. Grateful for those. Grateful to have such accessible, fantastic modern medicine available that our country is lucky enough to be able to take for granted. Um, But (laughs) I'm a little sleepy about that. But I also um, took a five gram um, edible before this. It's fast acting edible. So maybe that's why I'm sleepy too. How many MGs? Milligrams. Five MGs? Yeah, five. Oh, okay, no. No, you're so fine. So it's like, yeah, so it's like, we'll see if I even feel it. But sometimes I'm caught off guard by how much of a lightweight that I am. What I've been doing lately is sometimes I'll like pop a gummy and then another one. And then I'll, I'll start off with like a 10 to 20 baseline. And I'm like, I'll, I'll sprinkle two more on that. And then... Yeah, I do the cliche thing and not like waiting long enough or whatever. And then I'll, I'll throw a couple more. And my tolerance is so low. And so just what eventually happens is I just have a like a pretty severe panic attack. <laughs> you can always eat more, but you can't always eat less. That's why they put it on the package. I mean, it's really quite horrifying. Like, it, I mean, it's because it's like. My brain's good at making me panic because sometimes I'm like, oh, that's so true. <laughs> like, I do need to do all of that shit. Oh, wow. It might actually be insurmountable. It might be <laughs> the, the, the never end, the avalanche of tasks that I've been neglecting. And people um, depend on you. And you'll fall from grace and <laughs> oh, you'll so be, a, much you'll like be that. a disappointment. I I wonder how much the um the uh age I mean it's so it's such a personal thing how all of these drugs work on such a personal level. Um but I do wonder if I if if weed hit me so well early on, and then the only reason why I quit was because I was drinking a lot and weed and alcohol is like not a desirable mix, if you ask me. Um, but I do wonder how much of uh, of weed is just like goofier and easier when you're like a teenager. Yeah, you got to run from your parents and the cops and sneak off and everything, but you still don't have that many like real life putting food on the table type of responsibilities not that the social ones aren't just as troubling or or whatever and then and then everyone else is high and fucked up too whereas when you're an adult it's just like oh oh god am i wasting my life on drugs right now it's so crazy because like i if anything i i hardly ever eat weed or I hardly ever have weed. And then if anything, 
Uh, alcohol is probably the single biggest thing that I that I abuse, but uh, weed's the one that that's like you're wasting your life. What are you doing right now? <laughs> Whereas alcohol's just alcohol make me sad and everything, but it it doesn't make me feel like that. Like I can also write really well and stuff when I'm drinking. Yeah, you work well high. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say yes. But the a drinking one probably not. But honestly, I haven't gotten drunk in a long time. Uh, I'll have a beer or I'll have like seventy five percent of one. But I just don't have mm-hmm. the the ambition to get drunk anymore. It just doesn't feel doesn't feel like it removes mm. the ambition or not ambitions the inhibitions. I think I've either moved past all my inhibitions or it doesn't work anymore. And that was the point. <laughs> Not that I would run down the screen, yeah. street naked and, you know, with a Confederate flag cape and <laughs> just digging up people's flowers or anything. But I don't yeah, know. You got to put, put that Confederate flag cape in a lockbox <laughs> before you get drinking just so you don't strap it around you butt naked and run oh, no, down no, no, the no. street. I'm just going to the, the as safe. we all tend to do <laughs> I was going to say no I'm just going to the, the safe to, to get my grandmother's jewelry that I was holding and don't worry I'm not getting the cape alright you better not be getting the cape <laughs> comes out wearing the cape again again um, so um um yeah so anyhow this this we started the last time we were talking a bunch about um gratitude and uh and started taking the survey we spent a lot of time talking about just the subject of gratitude before starting the survey so make sure if you haven't listened to that public episode to do that we answered seven statements so far which were, I couldn't have gotten where I am today without the help of many people. Life has been good to me. There never seems to be enough to go around, and I never seem to get my share. Oftentimes I have been overwhelmed at the beauty of nature. Although I think it's important to feel good about your accomplishments, I think that it's also important to remember how others have contributed to your accomplishments. I really don't think that I've gotten all of the good things that I deserve in life. And the seventh one was I've uh, every fall. I really enjoy watching the leaves change color. That's where we uh, that's where we ended. Where this would be a we, great we, dating we, profile if you start with the last sentence and then start adding the other ones. So you have a dating profile and it's like every fall I enjoy watching the leaves change colors. I don't believe there's enough to go around and I never seem to get my share. And then you just keep you just keep listing those sentences like, oh, what a nice oh wait, he's not grateful. Okay, he's grateful for the leaves. Who who is this psychopath? The the dating profile uh oh, where is this? I'm trying to find the here's the resentment and grad this so this was the um resentment and gratitude um uh re- gratitude resentment and appreciation test and then i'm trying to find what the three things were but yeah that would be um it'd be funny to look at all the questions on a dating app and do those sometime because um 
I'd never done that before until recently. And it was a uncomfortable experience. <laughs> it's like most of the, uh, just like, What's that oh, example man, of these one questions, of the questions are so cheesy. I only know about the bio. I don't know. It's like on Hinge, there's... I'm actually just about to delete these. That's everybody. Everyone's always about to delete their... uh, Well, I haven't... I looked at it for like a few weeks just trying to snag someone to paddleboard with me. Almost worked out a couple times, and now it's not paddleboard season anymore, but... But it, it's like, because um, on Hinge, they're like, you'll get along with me if, and um, Christina is like, you like mountains. And then presumably, I've had no luck on Hinge. I haven't really, I just haven't really liked it that much. So I haven't. Just talking about actual mountains, not a body yeah. part. Okay. And so I would, I would heart and be, should I just do it right now? Um, <laughs> I would be like. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we'll get along if you like mountains and then you're supposed to like with a comment i am starting to feel a little baked right now <laughs> um <laughs> so so it's like you like mountains and then you're supposed to respond so i'm supposed to presumably go <laughs> I, I like mountains too <laughs> we should go hiking or something i guess that's i mean i guess it's not that stupid it's just a novel thing to get used to but um it's here another one is the secret to getting to know me is um this one's this if you know a bit of french Canadian. Ooh. Ramin, you could you could be my what what's the what's the Steve Martin um movie where he he spe- he has the long nose and tells the tells the guy what to what to say huh. to get the girl. The jerk? You don't know what I'm talking about? No, no. Um Oh my gosh, people my that are best listening. Bride's are father, the right father now. of the best man's bride's mate to Greek <laughs> Greek wedding. My big Greek father's bridesmaid's wedding. My five maids brother's wedding stern. <laughs> You're good at making up. Fake Steve Martin movies. I'll tell you that much. And I evening... learned something new about you each day. Roxanne. Oh, Roxanne. Yes, yes, yes. Roxanne. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, my dumb joke was you'd be my what, uh, Steve Martin character telling Je me what to say in French. Est-ce que vous voulez baiser ce soir? J'aime les poissons. Est-ce que vous voulez. Uh, there, <laughs> there is something this it's like so egocentric and like xenophobic but there's just there's something about hearing a language that isn't yours it's like well, that's that's crazy sounding oh, you yeah. know because all language is fucking crazy we're just used to the one that we use but otherwise it's like insane seeming yeah if you hear anyone with any language that you don't understand talking it's like what the fuck 
Do you ever watch stand-up specials that you don't know the language and it'll be like some Indian guy talking really fast and like Mumbai and then you just you hear like occasionally a word that you understand like Mumbai like I get that one but just when you when you get in the rhythm of hearing the audience laugh and you don't even know what he's saying it just kind of Pavlovian gets you in that rhythm too yeah, or Argentinian yeah. or I mean you got to pick a language you don't know but yeah I can see that uh, <laughs> um so this uh oh shit so McCool may need to sniff a bit as I find this I thought I had this all pulled up this happened last time I'm the it, I always think I'm like, I'm ready. I have this all prepared and ready to go. And I'm stupid. That's what the inside <laughs> of my head. So- there there should be. There should, I, I was thinking that I, I, I should start doing like a rotten tomatoes for the stories that I tell myself. Oh, that's <laughs> you, funny. You, you know, like, <laughs> like, like the critics really enjoyed the dark turn <laughs> that trying to find a trivial detail in the fucking dumb study in the bonus episode took that it went from I can't find what document this is in this lovely conversation to I might as well jump off of a cliff. <laughs> the critics really loved that, but the audience score was like kind of low like that that's i don't know i just couldn't believe it i mean why would you jump off a cliff just because it took you (laughs) it took you 15 seconds so the critic gets the critic is you and the audience is the actual audience (laughs) i don't i don't know it's it's like what you want to hear and then uh, like the the like the critics always like the smarter like pithy one yeah. sort of like it, 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 the the critic the critic in your brain has already like seen it all and shit and an extremely like... vanilla metaphor using <laughs> extremely base archetypes which we've revisited more than we've gone to our both our grandparents house in the last november to december season rotten uh, uh, Whereas the audience score in your brain is like, uh, here's like, feeling good feels good. And your audience score is like, yeah, the old crowd pleaser. Yeah. This. <laughs> feeling good does feel good. Whoa. Um, I- I've, I've written that down before and felt it as an epiphany. sometimes the the bouncer of the epiphany club is like asleep and sometimes it's like the biggest toughest like martial arts guy you can think of that does not let anything into the epiphany club but sometimes we're all one yeah come on in um oh i and here as we not only did i find this but we had a delightful detour along the way. Um, that Rotten Tomatoes bit stronger than this thing that I found that I'm about to um, tell you about. And that's how the journey was sometimes. the destination. <laughs> the journey was the whole point. So I wanted to mention the three categories uh, once again, which is... Um, lack of a sense of deprivation... <laughs> 
which is how the critics describe sense of abundance. Audi- audience, a non-absence uh, of what one would never describe <laughs> as the loss of presence withheld from being unexperienced. Not. <laughs> Uh, what'd you say oh abundance i said abundance i do you ever uh, you probably wouldn't hang out like so i've been in the midwest for a year and a half and sometimes like i i uh i'll be talking with people yeah i'm so used to talking i'm so used to being on podcasts and talking with uh scientists and stuff like that and I'm just like, I'm not terribly social in real life. And then like, sometimes you wind me up and get me going. And I start, when I start blabbing, now I'm like in lecture mode. And (laughs) so I'll, I'll sometimes throw out some like, "Eh, you know, what I think are, are science concepts that have uh, made it, you know, into the public sphere, like confirmation bias is getting there, you know, stuff like that. And I'll have a reaction in the Midwest is just like someone looking at, and then I'm like, oh, what I mean is this. And they'll look at me like, then why wouldn't you just say that <laughs> then? And I'm always like, but these words are like, I know it feels showy, but these words are truly more specific. They truly have better utility. Whereas this lack of a sense of deprivation, that's just like, so, that's someone fucking with people. Yeah. Like that's because deprivation not. is not something you feel. It's like you you're deprived of the thing. It's kind of more base than a feeling. Yeah. You know, that was a little bit of logistic gymnastics that might have not worked. No, but. but you're right. Yeah. Um, and then so the next one is appreciation for simple pleasures. Most boring ass title for something. Like he just ran out of steam after lack of sense of self de- deprivation, and then patted himself on the back. And this hard is a friend of yours. That was like, no, I don't know this person. <laughs> I know just because the last <laughs> one was someone you interviewed. Oh yeah, I thought it would just be funny um, to like give me the episode name. I want to send this fucking email about his yeah. ads. I don't know who this is. Uh, social uh, and then social appreciation. So those are the three categories. Um, so far, what I've, what I've enjoyed about this is I've actually, I've actually surprised myself by at least how I feel. I mean, I'm trying to give as honest of, of, uh, replies as I can. And I am kind of surprising myself that I feel above average in gratitude when I, I wouldn't have guessed that early on, but right now that's where it's looking is that I'm above average and, and so are you. And yeah. Were there any things that, um, that surprise, I don't know how well you remember the conversation, but, um, surprised me in what way? Um, Oh, that like how you est- how you would estimate how gratitude uh, like like the one through nine score that you would give yourself before even taking the test. And then when you think about it, like, oh, actually, I'm not that grateful in that department and I'm more grateful in this other department. 
Yeah. Hmm. It's weird how it doesn't matter. It, it changes based on the day. So like I was having a bit of stomach problems today. And when you're having stomach problems, you're not thinking about your place in your your status cuz so much of the gratitude questions or at least a couple of them were a bit status related like where yeah. you, you deserve your more of your fair share or something and um, right. maybe not for everyone maybe it's just cuz that's where I'm on my maslow's hierarchy but basically when you're when your body isn't feeling too good you just don't care about anything but that it's like oh I'd be just so happy to just have a functioning <laughs> yeah. regular body again that'd be so cool not having more attention or money or status or anything. And then. Yeah. Avoiding suffering way, way more important <laughs> than, than those positive days. Yeah. But I think I was pretty high on the, I don't know if I surprised myself. I'm going to say, no, I didn't surprise myself. I was going to, so, I was going to consider myself high on gratitude with a little bit of room for improvement. So I guess there's some scales too that have it bro broken up into eight different ways, um, which I, I like when, when you continue to break down these mental processes and what they're about, but it's appreciation for people, possessions, the present moment, rituals, feeling of awe, social comparisons, existential concerns, and uh, behavior which expresses gratitude. Ooh. So that's how they broke. It. That's I want a that's feeling a of one. awe, I like and that. I want no existential concerns. That's what I really want. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want the most, and that's what I'm I rate high the highest in. Um, feeling of yeah. awe is so cool. It and you can't sure you, you can't reuse it. You can't be like, "Whoa, look at the stars! I've never seen this many before." And then on day sixteen that you're out there, it's not like day one. It's like let's go inside yeah. and try the new Switch game. That's just the Ninja Turtles game from the late '80s. Yeah, I mean, ah, uh, in, in in terms of uh, in in terms of um emotional salience ah is a very it, i mean it's fleeting but it is really really uh it's an intense feeling um for me whereas appreciation of people mm, like I, I probably take people for granted because you know it's like oh, i see enough people yeah uh, like I, i've never met someone and been like whoa <laughs> this I guess maybe that happens sometimes. No, we're we're our problems are problems of abundance. Too many people in your comments, too many people in your uh, line at the grocery store on the highway and stuff. But if we were, yeah, that's interesting. And you know, not that you're not grateful for the people uh, immediately close to you, but just people in general, like Gus, just that guy down the street. Do you appreciate Gus? I don't know. Show show me what it would look like without Gus. Mm, I don't know. I kind of like number two better. I, I kind of like number two. Let's go with number two. Uh, sometimes, well, there's a lot of like conflicting drives here because sometimes, like I was just on, uh, um, I, I read you a negative like YouTube comment basically of someone calling me crazy for believing in vaccines as I tend to get never call a woman crazy on their comments. <laughs> and, uh, 
And my immediate reaction was like, man, I'm grateful. I'm not that fucking person. I am so <laughs> grateful. So it's, so it's like, I both don't appreciate people and then appreciate that. Uh, I'm, it could be a lot worse. But devil's advocate, uh, not to convince you, but that person might be having a better time than us because they might be on this mission of like, I've figured it out and we're in the fight yeah. to save humanity here. And the revolution is now and it's a big adventure and I'm on the good guys team and the movie is about me. And right. if I'm not the main character, I'm one of the main 12 in this big uh, yeah, Ocean's yeah. 11 style Star Wars heist <laughs> that we're taking down these lizards and whatever it yeah, is. And yeah. that's kind of a fun, magical world. That is exciting. And we're just for oh, sure. Yeah, we live in a like, yeah, there's a virus and it's kind of a novel virus. And, you know, the history yeah. of pandemics we looked at is kind of similar. It's just playing out over and over again. History folds back on itself, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not in a big movie. We're not in a movie no. narrative of an adventure. No. We have fun no. here. I've, we have fun. Uh, yeah. See? Yeah. But, but it's not a big movie adventure. <laughs> no. No, I definitely don't feel like there's much I can do to change it. Mm -mm. Um, but uh, all right. So here's the gratitude. Here's the gratitude study. This is starting with question eight through 16 that we're doing this episode. Riffing on gratitude. I love doing this show so much. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Other, uh, it's like... Oh, I was talking with a guest um, today that, uh, uh, or no, yesterday I had, uh, I had a guest on, it was like one of their first podcasts. A lot of these scientists, it's just like, they just have regular academic science jobs. They're like, neat, I get to do a podcast <laughs> no one listens to. And, um, and they were like, we talk for 90 minutes. Wow. And I was like, yeah, I have another podcast <laughs> where it's just me and one other guy. And we talk to each other for at least 90 minutes, like twice a week on average. <laughs> and it's going just fine. Oh, man. So like they were coming from the more lonely perspective. No, no, they were just like that. Ninety minutes seemed like an overwhelming amount of time. Oh, like they would feel to, like they would to know be him. talking for mm -hmm. like how would I be able to talk to someone for ninety minutes? Yeah, it's like yeah, I mean sometimes I'm always like oh boy, I'm I'm gonna run out. <laughs> like I fin I finish recording an episode, I'm like I, that's I'm gonna run out really quick. Oh, I'm gonna run yeah. out of ideas. I'm running out of content. I'm running out of idea. It's never, it's never came anywhere close to fruition, but my goodness, like I cannot help, but, <laughs> but feel that way and have like a little bit of panic. I worry about repeating time to time. myself too much. And I'm, I, I worry about saying that, well, we've talked about this already, which I've even complained about saying that I've talked about this yeah. too much already before. So I'm even within the Me loop too. within that loop. And we'll even I'll even tell Ramin we once had a conversation off air and I was like, hey, if we repeat ourselves, we actually got feedback from people saying that the once in a while that that if you repeat yourself, it just helps remember the idea and like through a different way and, uh, you know, in a, in a different context. 
and a lot of people are listening for the first time and stuff. And I explain all that to Ramin. I'm like, so let's just not do that anymore. Let's just not apologize if we're repeating. And then I hit record and probably within 10 minutes, I was like, guys, I don't know if I said this before, <laughs> but, uh, and I'm sorry if I had, but it's, I mean, it's on just... one hand, it's common decency. It's like a weird <laughs> a thing we're trying to do to help the listeners. But if you don't do it, you can't help but inside feel like a sociopath where you're like, yeah. I'm just saying the same thing over again and pretending like it's new. Are they going to think I have Alzheimer's or that I just don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I do have, I have people in my life that I'm, I'm very unusual in that I it's, it's not unusual for me. Oh, see, I could have filled, I could have made a name for one of these topics. I'm very unusual in that it's not unusual (laughs) for me. Uh, (laughs) Um, it's not unusual for me to spend like an hour on the phone with someone, which I don't think anyone like just me and the few friends that I do that with. And then outside of that, I was like, most people won't spend five minutes on the phone. You know, it's like texting these days. Oh yeah. Like the kids. Do you think the kids talk on the phone? I think they send videos of themselves to each other. Okay. Or I think they... Maybe they FaceTime. It's tough to say. Mm. I really don't know. I, I know my little, little nieces and nephews. And then I know one person who's in their early 20s. And then other than that, I know mm. nothing about ages 5 through <laughs> 20. I don't know what they're up to. I just know TikTok yeah. is the biggest with them. And there's prank yeah. videos and shaking your ass. And that's that's about it. Yeah. But who knows what they do? Man. What if it's something I'm not even conceiving of? It is crazy. It, you know that it is, too. It's like, is you because you're 40. No, no, I'm 41. You're 37. Yeah. And, um, and uh, it's, I'm already like, what? <laughs> what do you think the kids are even doing? How do they even... How do they even talk to one? Isn't that a crazy thing to consider? Like, how do they even talk to one another there's a, anymore? There's a um, Arthur C. Clarke novel where at the end, the the kids are evolving so fast that the next generation like doesn't speak with their mouths anymore. And they only That's do telepathy. Amazing. And then it ends with them all like dancing in this big circle and just ascending into the into the light. But not like in a magic way, but in a way that they tapped into uh, the computer too. And then they made themselves into the, it's this whole thing, but basically. No, it's, it, well, it, it, that, that's, I, I wonder how much there is built into us to just, and speaking of gratitude, it kind of, it, 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 it's kind of associated with this idea, how much of there is built into us to, bias our thinking towards uh the specialness of this experience of life that we're having you know it's like i mean just no way was it this crazy 30 years ago or like 
uh, you, you know, like this, this is the most crucial time <laughs> to be alive. like every year is the most crucial time humanity's ever faced. And that's just it, it must be part of just like the operating drive or whatever. That's just human default to just think like, no, no, this is the fucking most important. So the moment you're like, well, maybe it's not the most important. Then <laughs> you just go, oh, God, I can't. I haven't gotten out of bed in three days. Maybe not like the moment you consider maybe it. Maybe not the most important, but it is the most recent. So there is something to yeah. be said about that, which that doesn't mean we have the best technology in history. We probably do, but we don't yeah. know if we're, we're missing some low hanging fruit from the, the Aztecs or something. Yeah. Clearly if you're looking at the, the timelines of innovations and stuff that would have really had a dramatic human impact, you know, it's like, yeah, uh, we, we talked about the, uh, the the smallpox vaccine taking like 70 years to uh you know become popular within the public in like 7 months time we've had like innovation after innovation and stuff on in this in terms of not not just that but um just Every every new app that happens, every new like way of doing something, we're trying to do a TikTok now and maybe do TikTok videos eventually. And we're like so late to the game. <laughs> I know the day that we start a TikTok account, the next biggest account opens. That's the sign the of the next times. biggest social media. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, I forgot where I was going because I am baked right now, but. That's why it's the bonus episode. It's the only place you you'll get these... baked Shane and Cat Hat Me. But honestly, you'll get Cat Hat Me on the other episodes. I'm I can't see myself just doing this once. I have to do it again. I wouldn't I don't know if I'd spoil the normies like that. That's like a real special treat for our bonus Patreon That's true. members. And it makes up for whatever uh not right things we've said. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So this is question number eight. Um, and uh, it's, although I'm basically in control of my life, I can't help but think of all those who would have supported me and helped me along the way. I can't help but think of them. Honestly, my mind yeah. doesn't go there. I kind of spend more time thinking of cool yeah. stuff or beating myself up <laughs> i don't really think about how others have helped me up i don't know what that says. Yeah. i think it's just that it means i'm self-obsessed whether that's like because self-obsessed does not mean you know i'm the best self-obsessed can also mean i suck everything i'm doing is wrong i'm behind i'm letting these people down da, 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 da. that's still right. self-obsessed so i gotta be less self-obsessed but that sentence already started with i so one should not be as yeah. self-obsessed as that. It's it's one through nine, and four. Um, there's a oh, appreciation and simple pleasure. Let me look at this. Um, yeah, okay, we nailed it. So you're a, you're a four out of nine. Um, 
Okay. I yeah, I think that uh like you know, I'm I'm grateful to the people that I that I work with and everything. Um and uh I I'm, I'm grateful for a lot of things and a lot of the help and collaboration and stuff like that that I've done. I'm grateful that I had a uh, like uh you know provided for i've had a lot of help along the way from my family and everything but also like whenever i also have a thing like whenever i get help from my family it just like makes me feel pathetic and like not growing up it doesn't fill me with a sense of gratitude oh yeah me neither so 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 it's like i don't feel that like on on paper that sounds nice um uh, we could give our little Oscars speech right now. I'd like to thank this person and that person. And our wonderful the crew. Part, who we couldn't have done it without them. Part of the reason why it's uh, like, I don't like that part is I'm like, oh, that's, that's not how they think on their day to day. I mean, I guess it makes sense during an award show or whatever. But um, anyway, I would love to hear their honest, honest, fucked yeah. up actor thoughts. What if you had to they <laughs> they like give you truth serum in a vapor and you have to walk through the mist? They're like, uh, I've been cheating on my wife for the last 12 months with, uh, you know, twink hookers over on Melrose. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I so I'm a three for that. Um, I'm not going to give a big Oscar speech. Uh, you know what? I'm going, I'm bumping myself up to a four. I used to be like a two. And that isn't to say that I was, uh, I'm sure I've been ungrateful for things that I should be more grateful for, but it's just me honestly reporting things. So I feel like I've gotten, I feel like my gratitudes went up as I've gotten older. Yeah, me too. Um, but I think I I just took the little part that said that I can't help but think. And that made mm. me be like, well, it's not I can't help but think. But if if I had to think, maybe I'm a five. I like five right in the middle. You're a five? Yeah. All right. Would you put yourself as seven? I'm a four. Oh, four, huh? I'm a four. Yeah, you beat me. Uh <laughs> Um, because of what I've gone through in my life, I really feel like the world owes me something. Zero. I'm borrowing its uh, atoms right now. You're one. That's, my spirit that's borrowed the... all this stuff and it has to give it uh, yeah. back later. But right now I'm currently like, I'm literally taking atoms that were on the earth as other things and like made it into a me and just walking around with it, walking around with the stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I think we made that point a little bit on the last episode, too, or I just I just feel like. I mean, that that's blending awe and appreciation and and it's because I I also just don't think I view it from that way, whether it's a positive like, oh, isn't it great? The chance of us being here and from the jocko willink kind of like get used to it it's hard around here life doesn't give you shit like i agree with both of those a little bit so i'm gonna say a three only because i feel like a thing that i would like to work toward is 
um, I think I, I think over the last few years, I've felt more, um, I don't know, jealousy or envy or just frustration or something like who, that. George Clooney, than, Pete Holmes. Uh, <laughs> those are your first two go-tos that, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I feel like I always just stayed in my own lane and didn't pay that much attention to what else was going on and thought there was plenty for everyone and, and whatever else. And then not, not in so much of a jealous way, but in an annoying way. And you know, in the, you know, when, did you ever get on stage and they'd yell, get her done at you? No, I've never been confused for Larry the Cable Guy. Why were you? I, I was... Oh, just when Larry the Cable Guy was, I think I started a few years before you, and Larry the Cable Guy was just at peak popularity. Oh, yeah. And so just everyone. Also, you've done way more road like, gigs than I have. Yeah, yeah, and Elks Lodges and stuff like yeah. that. But they're like, they're trying to relate to you. Like, oh, comedian. I know a comedian. Here's the line that he likes that makes me laugh. I'm sure it will make this comedian laugh as well. Very well intentioned. But um but it was like, oh, that's not what all comedy is, and I hate you for <laughs> yelling that. At Have you ever me, played a lot? I didn't feel this. Because my first instinct is like this guy's not gonna change, so I might as well just be like, I'll just throw some get her duns in there as a post post ironic <laughs> meta post postmodern ironic get her done you know yeah i no i haven't uh but i guess i i guess i sort of feel like that sometimes where i'm just like i'm a a hipster with comedy where i'm like i can't believe what's popular these days i guess i've always been a little bit of a hipster in that way um yeah me too but so i'm gonna put a three just because like I don't like that about my it, outside of outside of issues like say the next global pandemic when they're like, hey, we just need you guys to not do comedy for a minute and we'll we'll give you some money. People aren't like, I need <laughs> to say this joke. Um, but I like so so then I actually feel justified in being annoyed, but but just um, getting jealous because someone like had a thing that you wish you had or something. That's like, that's something I basically never experienced until the last few years. I don't know if I'm getting older or, or what, but I'm still very small on that. So I'm giving myself a three just because I'd like to, I'd like to turn that three into a one. Mm. It's a personal thing I'm trying to work on. Um, It's funny how we will covet other people's things or, status related accolades but you're never thinking of the whole picture like would you really want to change like let's say you're jealous of mike berbiglia it's like okay you get to go sell out those theaters and make millions of dollars or however much he has but you have to sleep in a sleeping bag zipped up to your nose otherwise you might run through the window uh deal deal and that's just like a visible one that we know about but we don't know what people's struggle is right. like trade lives that's with, a good example trade lives with chris cornell like in 2016 yeah. or something like yeah wait a minute oh my brain doesn't want me to live anymore 
Oh, I, I, I don't think of myself as a jealous person really, um, at all, but, but the little bit of, but I, I just don't like jealousy, like as a quality. And so when I have, when I feel a little bit of it creeping in, it just bothers me more than some of the other things where other things I'm like, ah, I can be a prick sometimes. I'm yeah. okay with that. <laughs> um, but uh that being said i'm jealous of everyone with even slightly more than me if you've got a guy <laughs> more than me must be nice <laughs> but i but i uh, actively fight it but default is of course coveting thy neighbor's stuff yeah you got a swimming pool but, that's cool <laughs> i want a swimming pool <laughs> i want uh, a yard yeah um, I, I think that it is like as a kid in a above ground pool was like one of my favorite things of summer. And now as an adult, just because I can't afford one, I'm like, look at how stupid that <laughs> looks. They never use that thing. Who would get an, uh, uh above ground pool anyway, is what I default <laughs> to. Like, people that like being in a pleasant pool on a summer day that's who <laughs> do you remember the Mitch Hedberg joke of the commercial of the above brown brown above ground pool and it was false because the people in it were smiling and you can never smile <laughs> in an above ground pool yeah, what are we gonna I, do the water's only up to here what should I do <laughs> throw the ball back to Jimmy or put on some goggles and look at my feet <laughs> that's very funny i mean they are okay now i feel now i do feel like it's a less rooted in jealousy and more just above ground pools objectively being a silly thing yeah <laughs> all right i get to let myself off the hook for that one thanks mitch Hedberg. i gotta go back and i think it's been a long long enough time for me to re-listen to mitch and yeah. not be because you can listen to it so much and you get bored of it. And so many people have ripped him off since then, present company mm. included. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's great. Um, oh, man. I was just thinking about Greg Giraldo the other day, uh, too. Oh, he was so quick and like smart and fast. Yeah. And those roasts. Yeah, yeah. Keep it going for uh, Cloris Leachman. Cloris Leachman, your con's so big that if you put a Cloris Leachman up your Cloris <laughs> Leachman, it would have been AIDS. I remember Geraldo. I, I was at um, the roast, the roast of Roseanne Bar, and uh, and sat in the. We had the same manager and stuff at the time. And speaking of your example of you never know what someone else is going through internally. And I watched the now Greg was a friend of mine and I was partial, but this is like every single person in the room, including the comics themselves, all agreed with this, which is like Greg. It was Greg's first time closing a roast and he fucking destroyed like no one else on the show. It was incredible and hilarious. And, you know, there's like Amy Schumer and all these like huge heavy hitters on there. And then afterwards, there's like a big fucking airplane hangar studio that we're in with like um, drinks and stuff like that. And an after party after the shoot. And I I go up to him and uh, I was just like, man, you were by far the best. And he's like, 
great this fucking he, he like went off about like how much he hated life and how <laughs> much things suck and every like he was really being like insanely hard maybe he's just like that he was just like that after every performance or whatever and was a perfectionist or something it. like that but holy shit it was like it was it was really eye-opening to see someone just absolutely like destroy as hard as you can destroy and then within 30 minutes being an absolute miserable person yeah you know and he was doing all right uh, wasn't he or i mean he had the addiction issues but career-wise i mean that oh yeah career-wise he was doing good and when he was sober there like greg was the best but holy shit he would get no he just had demons he would i get guess fucked up like whew I mean, I get fucked up, but that dude, that dude got, did some next level shit. Like, whew. Yeah. <laughs> like and your, your natural stuff. energy is a more relaxed energy. And he had a very yeah. anxious, like, and it was part yeah. of what made him so funny. And, uh, like just the, yeah. the point up top of point on top of point, like it was so dense, so much information last... and jokes all like quick. Oh, it was like, I I think before that, um, I was at my manager's house and he stopped by and we're hanging out and everything. It's just like the three of us. And he was having like a whole freak out, like coming in there. He was like having some issue with this lady that he's seeing and he had family trouble and stuff too. And he like, he was like, well on whatever. He like picked up a grocery cart and was like going to throw it at someone's car and then like somehow got himself on a plane. And when he showed up, like a lot of his stuff wasn't making that much sense and everything. And it was like, oh, wow. Like he's he's going like real fast and telling these crazy stories. And it's like, holy shit, like that is intense and then you know a couple days later or whatever it was he just fucking destroys he was really as soon as there was multiple times where i was like do we need to i think i think the show's gonna be canceled there's like no way he can get on stage <laughs> and then he got on stage and fucking destroyed damn uh, those are the real just people muscle memory yeah. i mean i guess that that's not necessarily true because Seinfeld is of course a real person, but he doesn't fly off the rails. Cause you know, I was just thinking about Geraldo, Artie Lang, Norm MacDonald yeah. was a little bit wild. Well, there's something so authentic about it. You know, it just feels more real. It's a, it, it's it, the, the, the flaws make things feel realer. Yeah. Uh, whereas, Whereas the absence of flaws like feels like a veneer or and it can it can feel suspicious. Like if they found a bunch of bodies in Seinfeld's basement, I'd be like, yep, <laughs> yep, I knew it. But also if he gets to the end of his whole life and it's like turns out he's just a really great, decent, funny, charming dude. No skeletons other than like creeping on a 17 year old that he married or whatever but like outside of that not a thing i also wouldn't be surprised but if you found out he was like a fucking serial killer or something <laughs> I'd, 
That would be weird if he was a serial killer. Maybe not something that extreme, but... Who would kill someone? Why would you do that? (laughs) I loved his response to... I don't know where I... Or I saw it because my YouTube algorithm recommended it to me, but uh, Seinfeld reacting to all the Me Too stuff, and they're like, well, does it does it shock you? And he's like, yes, it doesn't even make sense from a sexual standpoint. Who wants to jerk off into a plant? Who wants to shower (laughs) in front of someone? Or what Louis did, it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) He just starts being Seinfeld, like, and doing, doing bits about, like, it doesn't even make sense from a sexual standpoint. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Um, Another time they asked him if he wanted to, like, are you going to do any jokes about Trump? He's like, no, I like to do jokes about Raisinets. Why do they call him Raisinets? (laughs) (laughs) He just starts going into the Raisinets bit. He's just Seinfeld. He's not going to not be Seinfeld. He does not Uh, suffer Okay, Seinfeld. He doesn't doesn't have bodies in his basement. Something about me wants him to. He's he's a great guy. All right. Um, Or no, he's not not a great guy. He's an honest guy that likes, uh, you know, baseball and cars, I think. And got billions of dollars. I tend to find myself rooting for Larry David quite a bit more, even though Larry David is authentically an asshole in like many situations. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but but I I don't I don't know. He just feels realer to me. Yeah. We like the flaws. It's very flaws are artistic. You know, they're like they're, they're flaws create a more um defined personality. Too, for better or worse. That's not necessarily a good thing. Oh, for sure more know. defined. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you're flawless, then that just speaks of your uh, control freak nature, I guess. Yeah. It, it takes a lot of willpower and control to not be to not be at least a little bit of a screw up. Yeah. Give me a little bit of a screw up. You're not going to forget to send that f- form or you're not going to not drop that glass. You're not going to. That's the thing. It's it's like when I when I go to when I'd spend time at CrossFit, the same thing. There'd be people there I'd be like, genuinely nice guy or serial killer. <laughs> really tough to tell. Like I could go either way with them. But there's just something about that like flawlessness that's like, what are you hiding? But we're artists, we tend to wear our shit on our sleeve. When you're a real estate agent, you kind of have to put on a smile and say, oh, did I just say the first giving generous thing toward real estate agents? I didn't mean to do that. Fortunately, that was- Ding, ding, (laughs) ding. I got to get a real estate compliment bell. We really don't have anything against it. I think we just use it as a placeholder, kind of like when you're telling a joke and there's a kid in the joke, you're like, come over here, Tommy. Or, hey, little Billy, come here. Or, hey, Timmy. Yeah. yeah, Timmy, Billy, or Tommy. It's the three names you can use as a hypothetical kid. You can call him Trevor if you're like next level, like Weinbach, but even that's like been claimed by Weinbach. So you only really have those names to choose from. And that's the same with what we do is like, well, yeah, if you're a real estate agent living in, in Peoria, <laughs> Illinois, sure. But not if you're living in Manhattan. 
Uh, all right. Uh, here's the uh, here's the next statement on the gratitude list. Um, I think that it's important to stop and smell the roses. Yes. Mm, seven. But How actually, actually, that? no. I I screwed up. I'm a five. You're a neutral. Yeah, because I don't. Out of nine, I don't celebrate much. I see it as a form of weakness, and I also see that <laughs> style of thinking wait, as a wait. form of weakness. So I have to. So I'm like right in between. <laughs> well, can we get into that? You don't wait. So you you think? Wait, what did you just say? Like, you for, find that <laughs> celebrating as a form of weakness? Yeah. Oh wow. That's a fun one. Yeah. That's a fun one. I don't I, I don't like believe that. it, you know, like I don't actually <laughs> believe it, but as a as a funny mindset of when the ambitious monster <laughs> is taking over thinking, it's like why am I going to have a a release party for the thing? Like I don't know if the thing's going to go well. Why would I have a party celebrating the the thing? Why mm. would I um you know, pat myself on the back for getting halfway there. It's like, we're not there yet. It doesn't count if you're only 99% of the way there. We'll, we'll smell the roses when we get there, but we don't get to smell them before we've earned the bouquet that's handed to you after you win the race. I've heard that psychology in sports that, um, you, you know, you, you don't, uh, you don't beat yourself up for the bad shots. You just reward yourself and celebrate for every good shot, you know, and then that conditions your subconscious. I don't know if that's been shown scientific. It wouldn't surprise me if scientists got into it. It wouldn't surprise me if if there's like sports money that goes into studying such things. It feels like it would but, work well with like Shaq or someone, like someone who's less of a a psycho yeah. like Michael Jordan is just he he's driven so much by hatred and chip on his shoulder and being better than you not like well yeah. I, I got a lot of baskets this game it wasn't as good as game three but we'll get them next time it's this pure like I will give up everything to beat you uh, yeah that was incredible what drove michael jordan was unabashedly just like wow it's whatever it's also whatever gets the job done that day that's the thing with like so many motivations it's like well why am i getting out of bed today maybe it was to like get my shit together maybe it was to avoid suffering future costs maybe it was to tell myself i was going to get laid more maybe it was to tell myself like i was going to have a career advance if i did that and on any given day three out of the four of those excuses are going to be like i don't give a fuck <laughs> like i i'd rather do this than uh, or i'd rather not do this right now then I would do this in the hopes of getting laid from doing this. Like that doesn't work. And then other days I'm like, yeah, <laughs> if I do a few more push-ups, and it's just whatever you have to tap into on it on a given day uh, to make it happen. I feel like. yeah, so much of what whether it's negative motivation or positive motivation, it's always falling into yeah, one of those yeah. two categories if i do this good right. things will happen or oh if i don't do this it's going to get really bad 
Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's very uncomfortable. And your whole life is centered around comfort finding, hence staying in this bed, hence not doing <laughs> emails and playing Zelda instead. Because emails are boring. Zelda's got cool swords and fights and money and stuff. Emails is just text. And then you write back text to the other text and you, you hate yourself. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a fun, um, concept when you're, um, when you're talking about sports and, um, forcing celebration and stuff, I, I was thinking there's a concept that I just had on, uh, well, at the time listeners are listening to this, like back in early October, uh, uh, here we are. And the title of it was emotional labor. And we were just talking about the, uh, you know, the studies of like smiling in a mirror or the pen study. Have we talked about that before? What's the pen study? Yeah. They do it in a bunch of different ways. Like you hold a pen in your teeth like that. It's good study. And you see how I'm kind of smiling. Mm -hmm. And then, so I, for listeners, I just did it horizontally. <laughs> and, uh, and then just like, hey, your front teeth, not all the way back to your lips. Yeah. And then, and then without your teeth, with your lips, you per, you point it out vertically out your mouth and try to point it toward the sky. And the way in which, whatever the descriptions are, it basically makes you frown or makes you smile. And then they have people like take out, take surveys for like gratitude surveys and life satisfaction surveys and stuff. And the early studies, which it seems like they're, they aren't replicating very well, but this, this was like this groundbreaking classic study was that if you had a pen in your mouth and were like subconsciously being forced to smile, that you would rate your life satisfaction more. Hmm. But if you had it the other way, you would rate it lower <laughs> just because of a frown that you don't even realize that you have. Yeah, the biofeedback of looking at a, in a mirror to kind of trick your subconscious uh. into being like, hey, this guy's happy. So a lot of that research came into that, but... Um, it hasn't replicated all that well, but it's still, it seems like there's something there because they're trying to, they're potentially using Botox for an antidepressant because you can't frown uh. with Botox. So you'd be less susceptible to negative moods, um, which is kind of clever and innovative, but but I, I don't know that the studies have worn I heard up more or, people were getting divorced on Botox because there was less nonverbal communication cues through the face so it resulted in a lot more yeah uh, misunderstandings maybe there's also something subconscious that happens when your significant other's face just morphed dramatically in like a day's time i don't think i could do it and your and your brain is like what the fuck just, <laughs> is this a shapeshifter what what in the world just there has to be a part of your subconscious that's like that's crazy looking. have you seen the have you seen oh, max man. and nikki weinbach brent weinbach's uh twin brothers they no. perform as a duo and they do this hilarious bit where they uh go like hey i'm thinking about getting a little bit of work done oh really yeah and then he goes he like turns around for a second he goes like what do you think? 
It's like, oh, you look great. I think I'm going to get some work done too. And then the twins go back and forth, like each slightly altering their face a little bit. And, you know, they're wine box. So they're just amazing physical uh, comedians. And the way they transform their their faces at the end, it's just it's one of the best bits of all time. <laughs> love, love the wine box. Um, all right. So, oh, but uh, yeah, emotional labor, being forced to smile is like being being forced to be any sort of way in a social situation can be exhausting. That's where the idea of emotional labor comes in. And I love that term. I'm going to start yeah, um, women own speaking it. of things that I want to get out. Emotional labor. <laughs> it uh, is this party seems like a lot of emotional labor. Which party? Um, oh, any party. No, that's just that's me practicing using it in a sentence. Uh, so I think I'm a six on the stop and smell the roses, which is a uh, it's it's like better than neutral, but out of nine. Um, I feel like I don't uh, like stop and smell the roses. It's like you make a point to stop and renew your appreciation i don't know i eat mushrooms which to me is like just a modern day version of that stopping counts. and smelling yeah that that's your whole body in the roses not just your nose <laughs> like stop and fully appreciate what a rose is and where it came from and how roses didn't exist till two hundred thousand years ago and without that shift oh, wow. in the atmospheric pressure all mammals wouldn't be allowed to live your first ancestor that was just this little shrew that was, isn't that crazy? Like we probably have a shrew ancestor that's just this little like rat thing. My great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandma. He's just a little rat creature. The last here we are I recorded was we did the brief history from the, the as the earth was forming and, and like the star that it, that it, um, uh, uh, that it originally came from and uh, all the way up to uh, and then like how life began on earth and all of the all of the shit that happened along the way it absolutely is I, I was saying on the on the uh, podcast too that I'm like well that's not to me that's a spiritual experience uh, thinking about that stuff I always said my grievances with the word spiritual mm -hmm. is like a a spirit ritual yeah. <laughs> no thanks but thinking about i mean to, there there's it's just impossible to wrap your mind around 11 billion years it's impossible we can try to conceptualize uh, we can look at little scales and see little slivers of time and stuff but it really is impossible to fathom all of the shrews that we came from yeah and uh so yeah you talked me in from a six up to an eight because i think i think intentionally doing mushrooms for me is stopping and smelling the roses yeah can i bump you up from a five can I sell you on anything higher or are you mm. sticking? You're in neutral. <laughs> I, I'm not saying I shouldn't. I want to be a nine, but as I am, yeah. if, if you audited me, you wouldn't find the documents showing that I, that I smelled <laughs> the roses. I'd be like, oh, weird. I must have done cash for that. Weird. But I swear I, I appreciated everything last Wednesday. But I don't appreciate um, shit. It's a real problem.
But I'm also high yeah. on gratitude, so I guess I'm just an enigma. <laughs> uh, more bad things have happened to me in my life than I deserve. Well, this is interesting because that's that's a separate framing of because we've been doing low scores for like, yeah, life doesn't owe me anything or whatever. But but genuinely, I do think that like also no one deserves bad things. That's true. To happen. Like bad things happen. And I mean, some people maybe deserve some bits of uh, uh, bad things happening or whatever. But. Um, depending on how you look at it, but it's easier for me to be like, yeah, I don't deserve bad things that have happened to me. I didn't do something. Even if I fucked up, I didn't, even if I made a choice to jump off a thing that was too high, I didn't deserve to break both, both of my feet. That was just the outcome of that's what I had coming from a bad decision for sure. But like, you don't deserve it. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not this like original sin guilt of like all suffering this life. I should be suffering. I earned this. I'm an idiot. No, I'm still, (laughs) I'm still pretty low. I'd say two. You're a two there. All right. Cause I don't know. I got, when I really look at it, I don't have, really bad things happen to me there's people i've seen have bad things happen to them real bad that's true yeah yeah that's true i've got my Um, cat hat here i'm recording a pod um i mean i've got my post-it notes a pen to put in my mouth what more could you want (laughs) um i'm you're two on that i'm I'm going to say I'm a five on that. I'm a neutral. Um, no, I'm even going to go a six, I'd say. You didn't deserve any that, of that. Yeah, I mean, I there's like, because it's two different questions. Like, am I grateful that I don't have things worse off than a lot of people? And I have, when compared to the average person on life, uh, or it on earth, uh, a pretty good life. Um, yeah, I have a better than average life for sure, but I still don't deserve to have, uh, bad things. I don't know. I just, if that was phrased differently, my score would be much different. And it says things in the Um, past, right? Deserve to have bad things that have happened. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> what if you rate yourself in a certain way, bad things will happen in the future. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I think that it's important to pause often to count my blessings. Yeah. Eight. It's important to you're an eight. Eight. I don't do I it. I don't do it much, but I'm going to do it more after this recording. A lot of things that we talk about in recordings, I do change later. I change my behavior. I will meditate more after talking about that stuff. I will. Really? Oh, yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Not not the most, but like when I look back, I'm like, oh, that was when I changed a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. uh, It is therapeutic. Um, The last time I was in therapy, which was I stopped doing it this summer just because I missed an appointment, then I never rescheduled it. And the guy couldn't really, he was too busy to see me regularly and stuff too. He was a nice guy, but I was like, 
I've still never gone. Know. Like, I feel like I'm just like coming up with shit to say. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it still felt too much like going into confession as a kid or yeah. like, oh, what, what, what do I say? Uh, I got to come up with something. I was mean to my sister. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't share as much as I should have <laughs> with my little brother. Like you just need to come up with such a weird thing to make kids do yeah um, i mean which i guess also does i i guess when you voluntarily confess things you have like a clean slate and if you if you don't have a way to clean your slate you, you can your slate gets messier and messier until you start thinking of yourself as a bad person or a criminal or uh, a liar or whatever but there's still something weird about it when you're a kid. Yeah, I luckily didn't have to go through that, but I imagine it's it's not the best for you. No. Um, but who knows, maybe. I don't know. There's... Yeah. I think of Luke McClory, yeah. who's a comedian in Austin, and he's Catholic and wears a suit every day. And yeah, people say he's probably a serial killer. But if he's not, if he's just like a regular Catholic guy, he seems to be down with it. I think some people like Ben Shapiro is supposed to be Jewish and maybe Luke is supposed to be Catholic. And that really, they love that. But yeah, when you're kind of forced yeah. into it and like, nope, you're going to church every Sunday and you're confessing to that mystery anonymous booth where you know who is there because you recognize voices. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because you recognize <laughs> voices. <laughs> but it, like, I don't know when, uh, I know anyone I know that's like Catholic or Muslim or something, like if they're actually religious, I never think, oh, they should be not religious. I, mm -hmm. I accept them as... And not as a tolerance thing, so I can check off the tolerance box, but it's just, maybe that's speaking to we want people to stay as they are, too. That's kind of weird. Yeah, maybe. I guess when you know people more and stuff, too. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because I've had um, friends that have abandoned their Christianity, like who I knew them as Christians, and then I see them 10 years later, and they're like, oh, yeah, I, I came to this realization where like the Holy Trinity didn't make sense. And then... It's kind of weird because I'm like, oh, you're not a, you don't like Jesus anymore. And you don't because you just came to those, con you didn't know those conclusions already. That's weird that that's what <laughs> broke you out. But I mean, I still like you the same, but for a brief moment, it's like, oh, you don't like, you don't like Ninja Turtles anymore. I got you this Ninja Turtle. Okay. Well, I accept you to grow however way you want. Yeah, yeah. And they can go backwards too. Sometimes people get into Jesus after never having met him, but. Still haven't gotten into Jesus yet. Yeah, there's something. Um, Maybe when I'm 48. The 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 converts are the ones that are the most um, uh, intensely devout. I feel like the ones that become it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's this guy, um, Michael Shermer. He used to make this like skeptic magazine, or maybe he still does. Um, he's kind of pop. He's sort of in the intellectual dark web community. Um, uh, I I actually don't really like the guy much, but um, in in terms of just just the way he comes off and everything. But um, he, oh man, 
I'm so baked right now <laughs> from five Just leave it milligrams. At that. Like, I don't really like what, the guy that were, much. Um, but anyway, question what, 18. What were, what were we just talking oh, about? Oh, we were talking about uh, he was doing a skeptic uh, podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had him on my my show early on, and I was like inexperienced. So it's like more my fault than anything. But he was, I played it to a couple people, and they're like, yeah, that guy kind of came off like a dick. And I didn't want him to come off like a dick. And it was, it was probably just he's a busy guy, and I didn't know what I was doing. But um, regardless, he was a Jehovah's Witness, like hardcore Jehovah's Witness, and like went door to door. Like in his early 20s and everything was like all through college. And then he had this awakening and became an atheist. And then he launched Skeptic Magazine. (laughs) And when I was on, I was like, don't you think it's interesting that like you were so uh, fervorish about is that the fervor? It makes sense. How you it makes that? sense in my head. Yeah, I think that's uh, how you use it. Uh, that that you would go door to door, and now you're kind of like doing the same thing with atheism. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, "Next question." Like he had never even considered it before. I was like, "Oh, that was just a." I was just curious. Yeah, I wasn't. People don't want to trying be... to be a dick. It pointed out, like, if you're in denial, of course, like you're going to reject anything that says otherwise but it's funny how sometimes we think like i've become a whole it's a new me but to the outside world it's like no no you're the same you're just wearing a green shirt instead of a red shirt yeah but you're, still- you're just like knocking on doors and telling people what to believe yeah this is just the new message that you have yeah um yeah i uh anyway i was Next question, since I'm baked and can't keep track of my thoughts. This is actually five milligrams. I think what it is is I don't have experience um, being publicly high, so I'm always like so much more in my head and everything. Oh, right. This is a public conversation. See, I always forget that. Yeah, five milligrams. I'm like, oh, this this would be nice to watch a movie with this is nice and subtle why do i always need to throw like another 30 milligrams <laughs> on top of this when i definitely don't have the tolerance you got the need only... for speed my friend you gotta have more <laughs> better faster I... stronger <laughs> I really you want to climb that uh, that mountain you don't want to hang out on a rock <laughs> You certainly don't want to be on ground level. You want to be ascending and you're looking for a rock that you can like go up even more, not just like small incremental climbs. Yeah. Yeah. That's who I am. (laughs) Um, I I feel, Oh, we only have a a few questions left. What fantastic time. Yeah. I I was afraid. Um, I love doing these. I was afraid we'd only done two. Yeah. I like how it, it, it's a little there's it because because I feel like the through lines like built in usually when I put together I like putting together our themes for the shows and everything and I'll, I'll I'll often put together a little outline of some talking points and whatnot if you listen to Halloween up epi- most regular episodes and I like that we get off track and loop back and everything but it's it's also like 
a little bit of it's more it's definitely more labor to keep things like organized in my head whereas this just has a, a built-in through line and then we get to go off on as many tangents as we want and then like okay yeah. next question it's a it's a fun way of and i say that not like we're providing such great content but i i think that which we are um i i just think that these would be i think things like this would be uh, good fodder for like party games and stuff like that you know yeah what if this replaces social experiences what if like they're gonna look back at old photos like people used to listen to house music or whatever and then grind up against each other and it's like oh wait they didn't discuss mind under matter survey topics what do you mean here i'll show you this video from 2016 you're like oh wild that's crazy they're grinding up against each other Maybe that'll come back like doll bottoms. Oh man, we would we would be on the wrong side of history if we if we somehow got rid of <laughs> if we were responsible for the fall of grinding. It just comes to a halt. Yeah. Um <laughs> I feel uh I wonder if that's still anyway, outlawed at schools or if like the more hip schools are like fine with it. Because before, if you shook your ass yeah. at a school dance, you'd get put in the no dance yeah. square for a minute. Space for Jesus, yeah. <laughs> etc. And now it's just like, Space hey, you know. They, well, that was a real yeah, thing. I know. They did that all the time. And now it's just like, no anal in the lunchroom. <laughs> on on <laughs> Mondays. Save it for the weekend, which is now Tuesday through Sunday. Uh... Um, I, uh, here's number 14. I feel deeply appreciative for the things others have done for me in my life. A little redundant. Yeah. Uh, seven. Didn't send any thank you card okay. point off for that. Didn't send any flower, fruit basket, muffins, nothing. So reducing two points, but seven. Nice. And, oh man, did I reverse? There's a few of these I was supposed to reverse the score on. Let me see. Eight. Oh man, I'm the worst at this. Okay. Uh, I think these are right. Yeah. Um, I feel deeply appreciative for the things others have done for me in my life. 14. Um... Yeah, I'm a seven there as well. Yeah, seven's nice. You don't want to be too appreciative. Thank you so much for letting me borrow gas money. I couldn't <laughs> have been able to get it home 10 years ago without your help. That's okay. You doing okay now? Oh, yeah. I just was taking a gratitude survey and I wanted to get nine. <laughs> for some reason, I don't seem to get the advantages that others get. Mm, others, huh? Others, yeah. No, I think I've got advantages. Yeah. I'll be uh two. Okay. I'm I'm a four. No, no, no. No, I'm a two. I'm a two. I have plenty of advantages. I'm, I don't know I how to throw do throw away. I just, 
I, I just make it rain advantages like I don't need them. <laughs> I don't even appreciate the advantages. I just waste them frivolously. And then things get tough. I'm like, oh, man, I should have shouldn't have used up all those advantages. <laughs> <laughs> I used a lot of advantages on, on uh, uh, drinking way too much. Yeah. Um. Let's see. For some reason, I don't seem. Oh. Uh, last one, drum roll. I think it's important to appreciate each day that you are alive. Uh, fine. Nine. You're a nine? Yeah. I mean, it's each day. Come on. If you take a day mm. out, you're dead. It's like, okay, you're not okay. going to be alive you, you tomorrow. You talked me into a six. Well, yeah, I'm not going to be alive tomorrow. That's true. It's just tomorrow. It's just one day. You talked me into a six. I I feel like um I I don't I don't find myself uh also even nine eleven is a bad day. But do you wish you weren't alive on it? You kind of wish you well, were alive on it. I th- I think there is a I think there's a little give and take. I think some of the more modern research is like the early research with gratitude was very. I know nothing about the research, <laughs> but just like little bits of stuff that I read. Um the early parts it's like gratitude is everything the more gratitude you have the better you are and the modern stuff shows that although that's like very true in in theory like better sleep you know better social relationships which lead to like better work performance which lead to all of these things cascade you know having making more money and everything else and but it is I think some of the newer research has showed that you can't force it mm. like that. That's maybe some of the issues with having like a daily I need to do as part of like my life optimization plan. I need to check this box off each day of writing in my gratitude journal. And you need to find a little more of a compromise where it's like, no, I, I get to do this. I don't, it's not on my like it, it's not a huge responsibility that i i feel um i'm like being forced to do for myself you have to it has to be a little bit genuine to you for it to work so gratitude is messy but um it is uh it is it's so interesting because there's the closest thing in the animal kingdom is uh, the non-human animal kingdom is just reciprocal altruism like some um oh i thought it was going to be double eyelids or something (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's funny because there's so there's ways that they can test it there's um vampire bats they'll go and i think they uh, go and like suck the blood out of cows or something like that livestock and larger things and then they'll come back and the mothers will feed their children and there's days when the hunt doesn't always go your way and so they do this group collective feeding and they'll take turns so if if the mom shows up and doesn't have blood that's okay like one of the other moms will give your your uh little baby bat socialism um, so what they're trying to turn this country into yeah and but what's interesting 
is that some scientists have taken um, air and artificially injected a mom with with uh, air in the sack where she stores the blood. So it looks like she's just fucking holding out. She doesn't have blood to share. And so she's not sharing. And the other bats take notice that she's being stingy with all that blood. And then they cut her and her uh, offspring off. Oh, damn. Is she aware that that's what's happening? <laughs> no. So she's just like, no. why am I being cut off? Yeah, has no idea why. Oh, it happens the other way that studies like they found these, they were marking birds and then they realized, oh, well, this is screwing up our study because there's something about using a purple color ring. I don't think the color was purple, but let's just say it was. Uh, there's something about using a purple color ring that we put around its leg. None of the other colors this happens, but you put a purple ring on that bird's leg and every lady is gonna get down with that <laughs> dude <laughs> like ever it just like breaks their brains and makes them crazy horny just like this weird purple brain like whoops we didn't even know that happens to some guys just like like one day well one it's a weird experience you're getting handled by someone you're in a cage and stuff, and then someone's putting a thing on your leg, and then one day you just get <laughs> laid like crazy. You have no idea what if you did. If only we had something, or if only they had something to offer that we would want to trade with, because we could be like, we have this <laughs> ring, and this is the one <laughs> ring to rule them all. And in exchange, we need you to go mine some, I don't know, cow blood, but we can already do that. So, what could a bat get us? Yeah, yeah, or birds. Yeah, teach us how I to am... live forever or something with your genetics. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, doesn't sound that fun. We've we've discussed that already. So, but there, but that's that's altruism in the animal kingdom, and whereas humans, there's there's still a lot of that at play. There's but there's you know there's kinship altruism. There uh, there's reciprocal altruism. And there's status stuff going on um, with gratitude, but there's just so many different layers to it than like, I give you this and then you'll give me back like a gullet full of blood on a different day. Whereas hum we, we display gratitude without ever even thinking anything will come of it. You'll... You'll you'll demonstrate gratitude to a stranger in an airport that you know there is no chance you're ever going to see again, um, and and perhaps it's just because we have some of those um, those those defaults. It's like you know, just builds heuristics. Just hey, if you're if you're grateful, if you're this amount of grateful, it seems to pay off for this species. A little more grateful, you're a sucker. <laughs> Less grateful, social costs. And this is this is like the level of gratitude that evolution made us capable of on the spectrum. Yeah, now, where right we actually out. fall on the spectrum now compared to like another time or like different communities or different um uh different geographical locations or or environments or whatever who know it might it might be people that had to like uh 
be fucking Eskimos and stuff and the first explorers that just had like the most brutally intense like probably you're going to die you're kind of crazy for doing this um but uh maybe maybe they just had the most gratitude the world's you know any humans ever experienced yeah too. who knows Maybe maybe it's it was a to mix say. too. Maybe it's some of the Eskimos or the explorers were were whiny little wine pants, and some of them were. But who knows what drugs were <laughs> in the system be... too? Because they all got heroin for free, and cocaine was instead of coffee or whatever the historical drug usage was. So maybe they were. I mean, the idea that we are able to put up with one another so much is pretty insane from you know looking at other species that that you can fill a stadium with you couldn't fill a stadium with chimps and (laughs) and expect all those chimps to to live though i would i would i would be a dissenting vote just so we could see it in an experiment i mean it would be i i bet things would get wild 12 12 would be that number that would tip it over (laughs) <laughs> a thousand though or you fill up the whole arena every seat i'm talking madison square garden filled with chips. we're gonna get to do like, that at least with simulators because simulators are getting so good and if you have like yeah, a pretty decent yeah. ai for a chimp and enough processing power That's, you can see chimp bowl yeah. 2028 yeah yeah who is going to be highlander That's, which chimp will because only one is getting out alive yeah, I think I think a few will survive. I I think, yeah. I mean, depends on how scarce food is and everything else. But uh, I I think I mean, no no way is that happening. Incident. Free. They haven't done a chimp utopia, right? <laughs> there, I I feel like even what, if, even that? if there's enough food and resources and whatever, I feel like the the chimps would still war. I still think there's hierarchy battles for for mate selection preference or whatever. Um, did I ever tell you about the uh the first sport riot? No, what's that? Um yeah, I, f- I feel like I've um yeah. So so Jousting? at some point No, it was uh it was a long time ago. So at at some point, um, there was the world's first big, oh, come on. It, it was called, oh, here we go. Oh yeah. The Nika riots. And it was, Ooh, careful there. It was a, N-I-K-A. <laughs> <laughs> it was 532 AD. This is just on Wikipedia. Wikipedia then has I've been on a Wikipedia kick recently. I hadn't been using it that much over the last few years and now I'm getting back into it. Anyway, um April 17th, 1900s is the next one on Wikipedia. So clearly they missed a few along the way. But so I, I read into this at some point, and I know there's more to it going on, and it's a lot more nuanced than this paragraph that I'm about to read to you, but it's insane. Um, 
In what is known to be one of the first forms of sports riding, supporters of the chariot racing team Greens revolted against the Bayesian Empire's leader and supporter of the Greens' rivals, Blues, (laughs) Justine. At least half of the empire's capital of Constantinople, now Istanbul, was burned by rioters and 30,000 people were killed. Holy balls. (laughs) Now that's a soccer riot. (laughs) 30,000 people. Now, all of Wembley um, Stadium. Please, please forgive my memorons for this one. And um, you guys are awesome at putting some of the finer details in the in the YouTube comments so people can see because someone hears this and is like, oh, I've heard about that. I know more about it than Shane's little cursory research. That's awesome. And you guys share that. What I can remember is there was there was something really big politically going on. You know, there is like a revolt. There was this this uh, 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 Nika or whatever dude was unpopular or Justinine or whatever was unpopular. And it was the the stage was already set for some sort of social upheaval. And it just came to a head during this event, which makes a lot more sense Mm. than like really liking the blues or the greens. A super saturated but, environment primed for phase transition. And that was the nucleating event. Exactly. And, but it is, isn't it more fun just to read that first paragraph and not know that other stuff? Though? Yeah. Because... I don't want the, the, the prequel <laughs> story of the origin. I want it to just be, the, the chaos it was such a yeah, moment like someone lost a chariot race and then thirty thousand people died yeah and half of the capital was burned. that'd be a great movie i don't even know the whole story but it could be like 300 and done stylistically frank miller style yeah yeah well we should write it tonight yeah um <laughs> i okay let's see oh i gotta add up these scores I think that I screwed something up along the way here, but I'll be able to at least give us an average. Am I more grateful than you? Maybe. What'd you get? No. I must have screwed up something. I just don't believe that. Um. So I got... I lost some points on like, those rose-smelling moments. Yeah, I am in awe quite a bit. Um. So... I got, you got just under six and I got just over six. Okay. That's pretty good. Basically. It's not bad. Um, you were, you were still the highest in, um, appreciation and simple pleasures. I was just higher. We were the same in social appreciation. And then I guess I was a little higher in a sense of abundance that does not feel right. That feels like I added something wrong. I don't know. Maybe um, you, you feel it more. You do go out more. That's you go true. paddle boarding. You're playing pickleball. You you don't hesitate that's when true. buying $10 software. $10 software, oh, no. I'll, like, I'll make a spreadsheet and be like, hmm, 
pros, cons, <laughs> other things that is not yeah, a pro I need a little or more a con. Of that. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know if there's a way to find this online and do it better than we just did so that you don't have to write it all out by hand. But Mini golf this is style. a fun. Yeah. Um, this is a fun experience. Yeah. Gratitude. This is a. Uh, this is one, I'm very grateful to find out that I am a little more grateful as is than I thought that I was, um, mostly because uh, from like even just a Machiavellian point of view, it's uh, it's just you're more you're going to be a more effective person. I think if you're if you're grateful, the more d- gratitude you're working with probably the better your life is going to and it's go the opposite of a lot of people. entitled and people hate entitled people even if they are entitled yeah like if you're entitled yeah. to an explanation but you're demanding an explanation you're still like oh this person's annoying why do right. i have to tell them why their son was killed <laughs> so it- it's also, but we're both also, we, we have a lot of, uh, we have room to grow as well on a nine, on a nine point scale. We're both at about a six. You can't complain to be better than average. And I think, I think like someone that's a nine on the gratitude scale, I don't really need them in my life. I don't think that they're sociopaths. I don't think they're liars. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think something's going on there. Um, but if I could, if I could get my six up to a seven in the course of like even a few years, I mean, that that's kind of an achievable goal. If you really set your mind to it, it's hard because it's such a good idea. And yes, that would be good. But then tomorrow or next week or whatever, we're going to be talking about another good idea (laughs) that would be worthwhile to implement in our lives. So seven's something that it doesn't feel that greedy because part of one of the things with that I love about mindfulness and things like gratitude is that it is that the, the little bit of, of cost that it is, to have huge improvements. It's just, it's just a, it's just kind of a lazy way to improve yourself. You know, it's like sitting and meditating. It's like, Oh, I can close my eyes for 10 minutes. It's crazy to me that I don't do it every single day, multiple times a day. I've been meditating more lately, but it's crazy to me that there's a single day that goes by that I don't just sit and close my, even if I don't like walk myself through any steps or anything, just closing and sitting my, uh, putting my eyes closed for 20 minutes and listening to my breath a little bit and being a little more mindful than usual. It's like, it's such a, it's, it's one, it's such a, um, it's such a privilege to yourself to get the opportunity to do that. And it's just, um, it's just such a fucking easy way to make yourself smarter and happier and, uh, just adds so much value for so little cost. You know what I yeah, mean? And it's got a negative gravity to it. So it's the thought of doing it repels us for some reason. We're not drawn to it the way we are 
our phone or like salty sweet snacks and yeah. ice creams. It's like oh, I should go meditate, but it's not like I can't wait to park this car and run inside yeah. and sit. And a lot of things like decision, um, decision fatigue is something that atrophies, you know, you have it, it, or, or the ability to delay gratification. It's like every one of us is incredible. Um, it, humans are an incredible species at delaying gratification compared to any other species out there. And still, it's not saying a lot. You know, to be able to pass a marshmallow test isn't saying a lot. And when you're having a rougher day or whatever else, it's or when you need to make a lot of decisions in a day, it runs out. You know, you have to nap or whatever else. Whereas like mindfulness just makes more mindfulness. Mm -hmm. uh, and same with gratitude, um, where it, it, you get the ball rolling with it a little bit. Now you don't even try. You're doing it when you're driving. You're doing it when you're out and about going for a jog uh, with other people, whatever. It just it just becomes a uh, uh, a, a positive feedback a, loop. Yeah, a positive feedback loop that adds to itself. Rich get for richer. Like no added cost. It's so that's why it's like. To get from a six to seven in a matter of years might only be the difference of recognizing and appreciating gratitude. You know, it might just be like, oh, I should be a little more gratitude or uh, I or I should be a little more grateful or I should uh, maybe I'll do a dumb gratitude journal today or something like that. Even just doing that like a few more times than you normally would. I bet we would use it more if we labeled it dumb gratitude journal. Dumb if you gratitude. label it gratitude journal, you're never going to use it. But if you write dumb gratitude journal, yeah. you would use it every day. Yeah, I guess I didn't die. <laughs> it is weird to be... It, that is one that, that uh, comes up... Yeah, I don't know. There, There's the annoying thing about gratitude to me is the um, what do they call it? Like the suffering Olympics or whatever, where it's just like, well, at least I'm not I don't have it as bad as this person has it. And then that person's like, well, at least I don't have it as bad as that person. And if you aren't at the very bottom, if you aren't like homeless and being tortured in a pit or whatever, then then like you have nothing to complain about. Like, <laughs> no, you can complain. Do you remember that uh, Norm bit from, uh, it might've even been on Saturday Night Live. And I think it was about Lou Gehrig, the, whatever the guy who made the speech was on the baseball field. Like today I consider myself to be the luckiest man alive. And then everyone applauds. He's like, I was being sarcastic. I am the least lucky man alive. I have a disease so rare that it was named after me. <laughs> like you got to feel unlucky and not grateful if, if your disease is so rare. Yeah. It's like, well, we don't know what's wrong with you, but we're going to actually name the file now because oh, now yeah. we know one case of it. The disease is called oh, you now. Man, I hope I never catch Shane. <laughs> You know it'd be bad. The shanes, yeah. Like shingles. Um, 
which I guess for whatever reason, I guess you can't get a shingles vaccine until you're like 50 or something. Yeah. It's one of those like cost benefit analysis things. I, I guess, I guess you legitimately get very sick from the vaccine, like acutely. It's like a, a really strong immune response. Um, but I guess shingles sucks. I didn't know anything about it, but I was hanging out. I went stand up paddle boarding with a biologist friend and he's telling me about him and his twin brother had had, uh, had, um, shingles. And, um, I guess it's just it's intensely painful and it feels like it almost feels like getting, um, electrocuted or something. And like, you get shocks and yeah. stuff like that, like through your body. And, uh, yeah. And, but I guess the vaccine is like not super great. So they wait until you're like 50 and it's like, well, you're pretty susceptible to shingles right now. So this is definitely not as bad as getting shingles. I thought it was extinct, but I was just, uh, conflating it with the, I guess, polio or whatever, I guess. I guess it's a nightmare. Or is uh, polio uh, still gone? Which one is gone? Measles? Um, mumps? Yeah. Smallpox measles. is gone. Small, yeah. Uh, cause there's the one that now I'm confusing it in my head. I think it's, yeah, because I, I think there's there was recently, like once in a while, they'll clean out an old lab. They cleaned out an old lab not too long ago and found a shoebox with vials in it. And uh -oh. in one of the vials was small. No, <laughs> like one of the last existing. <laughs> Just fucking crazy. Um, and. So, yeah, it's hopefully there's a lot better practices now, but uh, I think that's I think that's the one that uh, has been eradicated. As, you ever play the game Pandemic? Yeah. Uh, played it with you, game. actually. And, and you. Uh, yeah, you gave me the copy that I have. You can cure the disease, but then you can go an extra step because the disease will keep on populating. You can just treat it much easier and faster in the game, and then you can eradicate it so you no longer have to, and the game is such that the d diseases are basically never worth eradicating mm. because it's just, there's not enough time. It would be way too difficult to do. Right. And... uh I'm like, damn, that was actually pretty accurate. <laughs> That's how a lot of them have gone. Yeah. Um, I mean, you'd well, have to be I'm just grateful. full of spite for it. You would just have to <laughs> make it a personal vendetta. But yeah, it never makes sense to do it when you actually weigh out the the things. Yeah. I um so. Uh, anyway, that was the that was the bonus episode, guys. I wanted to say one. I learned an important lesson in this bonus episode, and at least this time. So, so I'm finding all these really cool surveys that we're we're trying to do. Uh, you know, did this this part one for Thanksgiving. We're trying to do different ones for different times of year, and do one a month, and do things that will kind of help us on our path toward understanding all of existence and consciousness. We're almost there. And uh, I found out today that I need to be a bit more, I'd never, I'd never not just done one that where you can just click a few easy buttons on the computer. This is one that I had to do by hand and uh, 
probably screwed up our scores a few but times, but that's it fine. It made us grateful for the ones that are easier. Absolutely. Of course, the gratitude test is difficult. It's a <laughs> test of our gratitude. It's going to throw stuff at us. Yeah, that is. Hmm. That that's that's funny too, because gratitude is sort of easy. I guess I guess displays of gratitude you have to go. You're kind of going out of your way to do, like the the wedding thank you cards are. I guess when you're just cranking those things out, it's not that big a deal. But it almost your salad mixer was I, perfect. It's exactly the salad mixer we I needed just, from Target. I just want to tell people like this is this is thank you free. <laughs> I get that you're thanking me. Don't write a whole card. Like that's so much time and pressure and I'm definitely throwing it away. Um so I I guess there there are, you know, different things. There's there's more costly displays of gratitude, but we we so quickly um also just get to go like, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> And, and that means something to someone else. That's a wonderful thing about language is it has so little cost to it to convey something, to exchange information and like little bits of altruism and, and uh, goodwill and stuff like yeah. that. Whereas uh, other species don't have um, this same wonderful language stuff that we I would do. love it if chimps figured out Thank you cards before stone tools. <laughs> it's, they're folding up a little leaf and they're putting, it looks like they're putting berries in it. No, no, no. They're spelling something with it. Ooh, ah, ah. Let me look up the chimp translator. It says, you thank. No, I've got it backwards. Thank you. It's a thank you card. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! The stone tool. Um, thank you, Carl. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. If I could, uh, uh, yeah, if I could say anything to you guys, is that I hope that um, that our gratitude is contagious, and that you can uh, incorporate a bit more gratitude into your life you've already given us money and support you've spoiled us now get some gratitude for yourself spread it around to some other people because it might just benefit your life in doing so so even if you don't mean it fake it till you make it and then uh, I, th I think there is subconscious cues once people start treating you better you go like oh this gratitude stuff yeah but don't overdo That's it because they're going to be like what do you want yeah <laughs> What is it? What did you do? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just really you grateful. <laughs> oh, you better an you asshole. <laughs> just tell me what you want. Yeah. You just went from a two on gratitude to an eight on gratitude. What are you? Yeah, you'll tear to? your suspension did apart. You, you gotta like what? slowly accelerate <laughs> up each. Up each gear, and the gear from the the shift from five to six is a very tough gear to shift because it goes past neutral. Although you know what you can do, 
you can practice on strangers mm. cost free. They don't know you. They won't think you're up to anything. You can just be grateful to strangers just to tr practice, just to try it out. Yeah. Risk free. You're can never I get a couple of bags? Again. I forgot to bring mine. <laughs> Thank you. It always helps to have these bags to take home the things that I purchased. So that way I'm not carrying it like a bunch of, like I'm carrying a bunch of like treasure or something. Not that it's not treasure. I'm very grateful for all the items in the grocery store. And I hear there's problems with the supply chain. Oh, it's, I hope it's okay. I wish there was something I could do to help. Oh, well, I'm grateful for you, my friend. Thanks. Right back this at is you. a fun episode. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> just just to make sure you got a little I, I still feel like uh, me. We should always be growing. Always. Yeah, yeah. Give me room to grow. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Well, this is real fun. Thanks guys for listening. And see you next bonus monthly episode. And in the meantime as well, check out all our stuff. Have a good one.